Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, your liberty-loving Latino amigo, and I am right here 17 blocks away from Madison Square Garden in New York City. It's Super Bowl Sunday, and, you know, we don't get into sports over here. We really don't talk a lot about that, but we do talk about the news of the day and analyze culture like nobody else does, so that's why you're here keeping it locked on This Is America. Make sure you subscribe for this podcast and have somebody else share it with your peeps. Make sure they do. We're really, really close to hitting some new milestones, and I can't wait to share that with you. But first, I want to talk about something else. Why is it that Democrats, or specifically Jerry Nadler, hate America? Now, why would I say such an incendiary thing, right? Because I should be talking about uniting Democrats and Republicans and healing and stop the division. It's people like you, Rich, that are splitting the country in half. BS. That's not true. I talk about this country all the time. I love this country and I wish more people would. Congressman Matt Gates yesterday, he says, you know what? We should start with the Pledge of Allegiance. And he includes it in a proposal that he's putting forth on the floor of Congress which, by the way, opens with a prayer and has a chaplain on staff. And Mr. Nadler, Jerry Nadler, you know him. I haven't come up with a name for him yet, but uh, he was a very large man, and now he's like a medium-large man and uh, not a very healthy man, so I wish him the best of health. Congressman Nadler says, no, 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 no. Well, that's not really necessary. Now, so you have a member of Congress saying, you know what, I want to put my hand over my heart and pledge allegiance to the flag more importantly, to the nation, uh, to the republic for which it stands. Nothing wrong with that in my book, but somehow Mr. Nadler thinks that's wrong. Now, I say this to you as I'm standing in front of a microphone here at Talk Radio 77 WABC, Talk Radio 1071 WLIR, with a flag standing right next to me because the owner of our organization, Red Apple Media, John Katsimatidis, he loves America. He thinks it's important enough to have a flag in each studio. Something as simple as that, just acknowledging that this is our country. My kids, they, um, they have a little brother. My ex-wife is remarried. And they go, you know, Dad, it's interesting. When he signs into his Zoom classes, they don't open the um, class with the Pledge of Allegiance, something that my kids did all throughout their, their uh, educational careers. So I find it odd that a congressman would ask for the Pledge of Allegiance to be included in something and for another congressman who happens to be a Democrat to say no. But yet, that's the case. And if you don't believe me, check this out. 
And I just think it would be nice if, in the spirit of national unity and national pride, which I know we all aspire to do to a greater extent, that at the beginning of each meeting, the chair or one of the designees of the chair would have the opportunity to lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance. I recognize myself to speak in opposition to the amendment. Um, it's unnecessary. Unnecessary. So that's what we have going on right now. We have Congressman Nadler. Now, again, this is uh, Jerry Nadler, who you've heard on this program, was initially tapped to lead the impeachment against President Trump because he's chairman of the Judiciary Committee in Congress. But Nancy Pelosi said, sorry, bro, you're not up to snuff on this. I'm going to give it to Schiff. So, I mean, he's really been waffling. His own team doesn't support him the way they once did. And now he wants to shut down the Pledge of Allegiance in Congress. Now, of course, he's not shutting down the entire Pledge of Allegiance, but what Congressman Gates was proposing. I can't help but think, what kind of example is this for the future of America? What kind of example is this for the rest of the generations that are to come, the kids that are in high school, the people that are struggling to uh, make it through this COVID-19 crunch where they're kicked out of their classrooms and they're forced into home instruction? I mean, this to me is, is the big issue. Now, yesterday we talked a little bit about, uh, maybe not yesterday, a couple of days ago, Jen Pasaki. Now, Jen Pasaki, and you know she's famous for saying, let's circle back, which I think is kind of stupid. But anyway, Jen Pasaki, she says, and I know it's a silent P, that they're not going to prioritize kids or teachers because President Biden really doesn't care about that stuff. He cares about political power. And that's my editorial spin on that. He cares about political power. He doesn't care about the children. Teachers unions care about political power. They don't care about the children. So I want to know who's advocating for the children. Where is the children's union? Now, most would say, well, that's the parents, Rich. And you're right. It should be the parents. But you tell me which union of parents, PTA, PTO, is stronger or bigger or more organized or better funded Then the teachers union. I'll wait. It's not going to happen. Listen to Jen Psaki. Michael Bloomberg said yesterday that it's time for President Biden to stand up and say that the kids are the most important thing and stand up to the teachers unions. If it comes down to a binary choice and there's no indication that, you know, the teachers union in Chicago or, or San Francisco are willing to budge at this point. If it comes down to a binary choice, who would the president choose, the kids or the teachers? I I think that's a little bit unfair how you pose that question. But I will say the president believes schools should be open. Teachers want schools to be open. Families want schools to be open. But we want to do it safely. And I'm not sure that any parent in this country would disagree with wanting their kids to go to school in a safe environment where there's ventilation, where proper precautions are taken, whether it's masks or social distancing. And that's his priority. So let's uh, let's analyze that, because I'm thinking that was pretty good spin. I think some people would listen to that and go, well, that seems fair. Hell no, that's not fair. I literally just asked you if this person says they want to go to school and that person, you know, the parents say they want their kids in school. The kids themselves say they want to be in school. Bloomberg is saying, tell Biden to stand up to the teachers union because the kids need to be in school. How hard is it for Biden to say, well, here's what Biden thinks? And she goes, I don't think that's a fair question. Well, it wasn't fair. You know why? Because she was asking her to choose between the teachers union, political power, and the will of the people. And of course, to a Democrat, that's a difficult decision. 
It's always a difficult decision to figure out if you're on behalf, uh, on, on the side of we the people, or if you're in this for you, which clearly they all are. And it's amazing. This is not just a political opinion anymore. This is like a breed of people. The same way they look at, I guess, me as, you know, a smelly Walmart deplorable that is a white supremacist, by the way, xenophobe. I am beginning to look at people like Jen Psaki, and I don't mean natural redheads. I mean people like that that won't ever nail something down and actually say the truth. I believe in we the people. I believe in America. Look at Nadler. The Pledge of Allegiance is unnecessary. Do you see a trend? I do. And I don't see it happening on the Republican side. Now, of course, they will yell and scream and kick and scream and complain away saying, oh, the only reason you're picking on Democrats is because we're women or the only reason you're picking on Democrats is because we're Muslims. And that's Ilhan Omar, right? She's famous for that. So when she goes at Marjorie Taylor Greene and Marjorie Taylor Greene goes at her and blah, 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 and everybody's having a, a, a big fit and they're trying to take committee seats away from, from Congresswoman Greene, then all of a sudden... You know, now it, it's, it's not because I said some people did something, right? Remember that when she said that, when they knocked down the Twin Towers? No, all of a sudden now it's because she's a woman and because she's a Muslim. Check this out. Did you uh, expect that you would be pulled into this because you have become kind of the, uh, a, a go-to figure in these moments for the Republican Party? Sadly, this is the Republican playbook. We saw it with Donald Trump that anytime they are faced with consequences for their actions to undermine our democracy, they blame Muslims, they blame immigrants, they blame black people, they blame women. I just happen to embody all of these identities. And I just want to make sure, uh, Chris, that we are clear on this. This is not about me and it should not be about me. This is about a member of the Republican caucus who has repeatedly incited violence, and Republicans can't just wave a magic wand uh, and attack the black congresswoman. This is about, this is about Congress caucus. Some people did something. Uh, Listen, this woman, she just, you know who I blame? Democrats. I don't care what color you are, or as Levin would say so classically, what genitalia you possess, any of that stuff. Who cares about that? Nobody really does. I don't think people listen to, to this podcast at a radio show. They don't say, oh my gosh, I can't wait to hear from this guy. Well, you know, he's Puerto Rican, you know. I don't think anybody cares. I mention it because it's out of the norm and it's a big part of the way I eat and the way I look at things because of my cultural heritage. But it doesn't, uh, it may add value to my analysis, but I don't think people listen just because I'm Hispanic or because I'm a man or because I'm a New Yorker, right? I don't know if I'm wrong. Let me know. Hit me up on Twitter or Parler because Parler's coming back. Hopefully by the time you hear this, uh, because it is Super Bowl weekend and uh, I don't do much big game talking because I exist for those who don't care about football. Right? I'm hoping that you're like, oh, football, I'll watch the halftime show, but can't wait to listen to some Richie V. Get that podcast lined up. I know it's a smaller number than we'd like, but still, they're out there. And we're just getting started. So keep it locked right there. I am Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. He's making podcasting great again. This is America with Rich Valdez. All right, America. Bienvenido. Welcome back. Ilhan Omar thinks that the reason that Republicans blame her is because she's a woman, because she's a Muslim, or because she's black. And none of it's true. 
I blame her for being an anti-American bigot. She spoke very flippantly about something that I had very personal experiences with. The 9-11 attack. And there were multiple attacks, but specifically the one in, in New York. And to try to minimize it and say some people did something. CARE was founded after 9-11 because they recognized that some people did something and that all of us were starting to lose access to our civil liberties. Some people did something. Let me tell you, that was so disheartening to hear that a member of the United States Congress, somebody that came to this country from another country, I don't care what color she is and what faith she is, I really don't, but I do care that anybody that's here love this country because that to me is what's important. That to me is what matters. That is ultimately what we need to do is love America. And we have to support kids, whether it's kindergarten kids or high school seniors that want to go to school. We have this one clip of this kid. He wants to go to school. He feels that Governor Cuomo, Mayor de Blasio, the politicians have let him down. And he's right. If there's no evidence saying there's transmission in schools, if none of that's happening, what's, what's the purpose of all of this shutdown mayhem? My kid's about to start school next week. If my kid could start school, and there's schools in Oklahoma and other places that never shut down, Why can't other people take the risk of sending their kids to school again? I mean, how crazy is that? Now, I know some of you are going to push back and say, oh, but Rich, the infection rate. Listen, we have to look at things. We do have to be practical. I get that. But when there's evidence out there and the evidence indicates that you're not at a high risk of transmission from younger kids, why would we ignore that? But listen to this. I feel like these couple of, almost a year, almost a year has been really, really tough for me, not only as, a, as an athlete, as a, as a student, but most importantly as a person, because to be, I haven't had any live instruction college for almost a year. Um, we, we were told that, oh, in the fall, oh, if you guys social distance, you guys stay safe, you guys work hard, you will get a season. Well, it didn't happen. And then now the spring is approaching, we were told, oh, in the spring, um, you guys might have a season. And now we're almost there. People are backing away, like, "Oh, yes, we know you guys. We said this, but you know, look at look at this and look at that." And from a from an aspect, I feel like we were giving up on it. I feel like they gave up on us. I feel like they just kind of looked at the public school kids and was like, "You know what? It's not. They're not really that important." You know, it really hurts because your senior year is the most important year. And right now, I have friends who have not been able to apply to college because there's no leadership. You know, they don't have the guidance counselors helping them. They don't. They're not. They don't have the teachers helping them. They don't have recommendations. They don't have this. They don't have that. And I was able to take my SATs through Coach through Coach Lanessi, um, who who um, showed me the way. You know, I signed up for his classes. It was really helpful. And I went. I couldn't take the SATs in the city. I had to go. I had to go to a new new Rochelle. I had to get out the city to take the SATs. And I feel like it just isn't fair because I have friends who registered in the city numerous times, and the city shut down on them every single time. And I just feel like it's really unfair because you work so hard for your senior year, and it just gets taken away from you. You wake up in the morning, you just look at the screen from the morning to 3 o'clock, and now you're basically school. And I feel like that's not enough. Virtual school is not real school. That brilliant, eloquent, intelligent young man is everything that we fight for in America. Why do the Democrats hate him 
Why do the Democrats hate America? Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. If this kid who's in high school can, can see right through the political mess and realize that we need more, we need better, he is being failed. He's not being failed by Trump. He's not being failed by conservatives. He's being failed by a d- bunch of Democrats that operate within the New York City Department of Ed here in New York State, Cuomo et al. There's no Republicans to be found. There's not a conservative in sight. Why do they hate America? Keep it locked right there. I am Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. He's got the best head of hair in podcasting. This is America with Rich Valdez. All right, America, bienvenido. Welcome back. This Secretary Cardona, who is the new Secretary of Education that uh, Joe El Baboso Biden has selected to run America, or at least to run America's education department. So now... He is at a meeting and he gives his two cents on what his response is to should boys be allowed to play in girls' sports. I want you to hear this. Do you think it's fair to have boys running in the girls' track, mate? I think it's appropriate for, it's, I think it's, it's the legal responsibility of schools to provide opportunities for students to uh, participate in activities. And this includes students who are transgender. So you don't have a problem then with boys running in the girls' track meet, swimming meets, name it. You're okay then with boys competing with girls? Respectfully, Senator, I think I answered the question. I believe schools should offer the opportunity for students to engage in extracurricular activities, even if they're transgender. I think that's their right. Respectfully, Senator, your daughter is going to play with a boy who's probably six or seven inches taller than her and has 20 or 15 pounds more of muscle on their body. And she's not going to be able to complain when that boy wins the track meet every single time. Because you know why? Because this guy said so, Mr. Cardona. Because Joel Baboso Biden says, screw you. The majority of people here have boys that are boys and girls that are girls. But there's a a minority of people that believe otherwise. And those people will rule this show. That's it. Too bad if your kid's born a female and believes she's a female and lives as a female. Shame on her. She should consider becoming transgender. Maybe she'd get some special privilege. You know, this whole privilege thing drives me nuts. I was listening to the radio earlier, and I, uh, surprise, right? And I heard something about Screech, R.I.P. Screech from Saved by the Bell, the actor, Dustin Diamond. And they were giving commentary about, you know, they were saying his, his eulogy wasn't very robust and this and that and that. You know, they were making him out to be O.J. Simpson because he had gotten arrested for getting into a bar fight and pulling out a knife on the guy. And it was like a felony conviction. He went to jail for a couple of years and whatever it was. And in my head, I'm thinking, Dustin Diamond, Hollywood actor, white guy, went to jail for a couple of years for pulling a knife out in a bar fight. Where was his white privilege that day? Where was his Hollywood privilege? The whole thing is a freaking farce. It's all BS. 
And it really, it, it does irk me. It gets under my skin that people love to parade around with, oh, because of white privilege, white guilt, white this, and all of it is contrived. The whole white guilt thing, I did, I forget, I always forget which episode, but if you guys ever check out the older episodes of This Is America, I did a great one with, um, very revelatory, where I read from an article from 1981. And that article, it explains the genesis of white guilt, and it's from the American Communist Party. They created the whole thing. They talked about how they would ingratiate themselves with African Americans and invite them into the labor unions and create false positions to give them a false sense of leadership within the union because they wanted to empower them so they would feel like their opinions were more important than they actually were. Now, I'm paraphrasing, but that was what they said, not what I'm saying. And they did this on purpose because they called it recruiting the national minority. And if you want to check out the article I'm talking about, I don't remember the name, but you can definitely find it. There's not a lot of articles like this one. Just check out Marxist.org. It might be plural, Marxists.org. It's one or the other. And just search national minority. Eye-opening, mind-blowing, all of the above. But they created this idea and they said that white people will feel a sense of guilt for having kept this group down. And, and it teaches them to play off of this guilt and also to ingratiate themselves with the national minority. And today, here we are throwing around these terms like they're household words. White guilt. White privilege. Listen, if Puff Daddy's kid gets pulled over by the cops and he's got something in his car, and I'm not saying he does. I'm not slandering him. I'm just using him because Puff Daddy is famous. In Alpine, New Jersey, let's just say. Do you really think they're going to toss him to the ground, pull him out of his Rolls Royce and make him suck concrete? As like Curtis Leo would say, as they give him a wooden shampoo with their billy club? Of course not. Oh, Mr. Combs, how are you? Yeah, oh yeah, looks like your uh, taillight was out or whatever they pulled him over for. Yeah, I smelled something that looks like marijuana. Now I could see it was just a Jolly Rancher vaping pen. Sorry, sir, have a great day. Is that called white privilege or is that called... You know, my dad knows the police chief. You know, my dad has lawyers up the wazoo and he's like online to become, you know, the, the, the next hip hop billionaire. That's called legacy, my friend. It's called influence. doesn't matter what color you are. Ice Cube has made this case time and again. Money talks. When you have money, all of a sudden, you're, you're, nobody sees your blackness. Nobody sees your Hispanicness. Nobody sees your anythingness. Because people aren't racist the way that we're being made to think that they are. Most people believe in life as people. We look at people. I'm looking at Mr. Jizzle. He's biting his nails. I don't say he's a white guy that bites his nails or a Sephardic Jew biting his nails or whatever his background is. Maybe slightly Russian. Who knows? Maybe some European influence. Maybe Middle Eastern. I don't know. But I don't, I don't, I don't sit there and look at him that way. I just say he's Mr. Jizzle and he's biting his nails. Shaves once a month and when he does it, he looks like Jesus. That's it. It's not about race. It's not about color. It's not about creed. It's about people. New Jersey Governor Tom Kane once said, this is about people, people that we know, it's people that we trust, and ultimately it's people that we love. That's how we work in politics. At least that's how politics used to work. Now it's about corruption, and in order to justify the corruption, we use race. In order to justify the corruption, we use gender. In order to justify the corruption, we use terms like guilt. 
from any number of a different uh, perspectives. Greed, corporate greed. And that's what Ilhan Omar was talking about. But before we get to that, this guy Cardona, he says that, you know, it's their right. And okay, perhaps this is the, the way the law is written right now. But the ACLU, they declared that trans girls are girls with no unfair advantage in sports. In a recently posted Twitter thread of supposed, quote, facts, the left-leaning American Civil Liberties Union claimed, among other things, that it's a myth, sex is binary and immutable, and suggested transgender females, biological males, have no unfair advantage, that's a quote, in women's sports. The ACLU tweeted that trans girls are girls, adding in big, bold letters, myth, sex is binary, apparent at birth, and identifiable through singular biological characteristics. That, of course, is not a myth. Biological sex refers to whether people are males or females. And this is denoted by the genitalia with you are uh, born with, you know, with, which is attached to you. The very concept of sex is binary. We also know from the Bible, Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, that God created human beings in his image in two distinct forms, male and female. And this is from an article by Trey Goins Phillips in Faithwire, faithwire.com. Some will argue, as one biology professor at Brown University did in the New York Times, that the existence of people, those who suffer from a medical condition causing them to display anatomical characteristics of both sexes, like the hermaphrodite, is proof that sex is not binary. Now, we all know that's the exception to the rule. And you know that by just saying, oh, I was with my herma hermaphrodite friend the other day. Were you? How many of you have a hermaphrodite friend? Exactly. Don't raise your hand. You know you don't. Now, the research shows intersex people account for, here we go, 0.018%. That's less, way less than 1% of the entire population. So now, Deborah So, she's a PhD in sexual neuroscience from NYU, my alma mater. I am a proud NYU dropout. Go Violets, just as our owner here. Um, John Katsimatidis, the owner of this radio station, he's also a proud NYU dropout. She says, if therefore... It becomes a question of whether statistically rare occurrences in the general population should be considered typical. It's an analogy that is commonly used to illustrate that this is a fact that most of us have 10 fingers. There do exist individuals who possess fewer or more than 10 fingers on their hands. But this isn't something that we are going to call a reconceptualization of how many fingers a human being has. And I totally agree. Same point that I just made. Next. The ACLU claimed it's a fact that transgender athletes, meaning biological males who are presenting as female, do not have an unfair advantage in sports. And that's a quote from their tweet. Now, the leftist group went on to suggest that it's a myth that trans athletes' physiological characteristics provide an unfair advantage over cisgender individuals who identify as how they were born. Now, this is, and, and they're claiming that this is debunked. What's interesting is the research published in December by the British Journal of Sports Medicine found that even after taking hormones for two years to suppress their testosterone levels, transgender females or biological males retained a 12% advantage in running, 
a 10% advantage in push-ups and a 6% advantage in sit-ups. The authors of the study even noted that those numbers could be an underestimation. So what does that tell you? There's, there's facts and figures to back this up. You've got people saying that we're, we're focused on the wrong things in life. You've got people that are not cisgender and not trans, so the, um, the actual binary people, the um, hermaphrodite that has both male and female genitalia, is less than 1% of all humanity. So whether it's transgender girls or them pushing their anti-American nature on us, the Pledge of Allegiance, this and that, whatever it is, America's under attack. Why do the Democrats hate us? Why do they continue to push this upon us? I'm not trying to be divisive. I'm trying to outline and shed light on something that I think is important, that a particular political party has been hijacked by a very, very pervasive, politically progressive movement that's no longer the fringe. And the left wing has grown exponentially. What was once Bernie, who sat there in the wings by himself, is no longer just Bernie. It's Bernie, it's AOC, it's Ilhan Omar, and so many like them, and they keep getting more and more like them elected. And I don't mean people that are of of color, people that are women. I don't mean that. I don't mean Muslims. I mean people that don't give a damn about America, people who see America as the great Satan, people who see America as obstacular instead of opportunistic. This is a land of opportunity. It shouldn't be a land of obstacles unless you're not supposed to be here. Then by all means, put up a wall, right? But that's the bottom line. We've got to stay woke in our own way so we could see this stuff coming a mile away and we can call it out and we can be the change we want to see in the world. Like Gandhi, that's his line. You don't like the way the media is going? Get into the media. You don't like the way the news is coming out? Get in a newsroom. You don't like the way classrooms are turning out students? Become a teacher, get into the classroom, become a professor, become an administrator, become a school board member. You got to get involved. It's the only way. I always say you got to stand for something, otherwise you'll fall for anything. And it makes me think. That's why I love the, the fact that Trump is pushing back as hard as he is in this impeachment, saying it's fake, it's phony. It's, he's right. That's why Chief Justice Roberts isn't going to be there because it, he's no longer the president. This thing is baseless. It's like your landlord saying, hey, listen, I'm going to evict you. And you go, bro, I moved out six months ago. I don't live there anymore. You're not my landlord anymore. What they're trying to do is political character assassination. And I can just imagine, you know, yesterday the big hype was about Donald Trump potentially taking the stand. And I'm thinking, imagine if Donald Trump were to defend himself. And I could see him saying, oh, ladies and gentlemen, I am going to call AOC, uh, all out crazy. I'm calling all out crazy and cross-examining her like nobody else would and having a a field day with it. I could imagine him calling Director Ray. But of course, none of that is going to happen. At least Donald Trump's not going to be there calling these witnesses. But I would love it if he would. A brother could dream, right? So anyway, good luck to everybody in the Super Bowl. However that turns out, it will be the same for me, and the news won't change on Monday. Keep it locked for the next episode. Hasta la próxima. I am Rich Valdez, and this is America. This is America. (laughs) 
Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com.